You're listening to On The Go Voice Podcast, the best generational podcast you'll ever tune into. Listen to the voices of this generation where we seek to identify values, stimulate discussions, and vocalize the community. Alright guys, welcome to On The Go Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Sabiaga, and I'm here with my co-host, Evelyn Marquez, and uh, you're listening to a series of active wellness. We invited a couple people when it comes down to the health and wellness industry, and in particular today, we have two uh, very specialized uh, guests who are the owners of Vici Performance, and uh, I believe they trained with Evelyn, so they she introduced me to, about them and said, uh, hey, we should have them on the guest. So um, we're going to dive into a little bit about what Vici Performance is about and, you know, what the message is behind it. Because it seems like they're more than just an ordinary gym. Am I, am I, am I assuming that right? Yeah, so that's what I'm excited to dive in. And uh, with that being said, uh, welcome in, guys. How are you guys today? I'm good. Well. Cool, cool, cool. Good to hear, man. Uh, so, you know, when me and Evelyn were talking uh, about you guys, you know, uh, so a few things stood out to me, which was obviously like the name itself, Vici Performance is not something you hear about. And on top of that, it wasn't just a normal gym. You know, it was the the way she framed about you guys, talking about you guys, it was completely different. So uh, I'm excited to kind of learn a little bit more about that. So uh, with that being said, I'm actually going to hand it over to Evelyn to kind of just dive in about the question so we can get towards to it. All right. Let's do it. Cool. So like. Coming up with Vici, um, obviously, you know, you have to have some kind of like mesh, like a message behind it or, you know, so what's your guys' message behind it or like the missing, the mission you guys have um, when you, when it comes to having clients and stuff? Um, so like with the Vici, um, let me explain what that is. So like with the Vici um, performance, Vici stands for conquer. It comes from a saying, Veni Vidi Vici. It's a, a Latin term. Um, and it's, I came, I saw, I conquered. Nice. So we took the conquer portion from I said, I came, I saw, I conquered. So we took the Vici. So it's Vici performance, conquer performance. So um, the the goal behind Vici is uh, really just to get people moving normal again. Um, I think that our society has caused a lot of people to kind of get into a funk to where maybe they have a, a desk job and they have rounded shoulders to be mm. in that position all the time. I so um, like, I just want to get back people um moving the way that they were when they were born you see a baby deep squat perfectly you see somebody squat in the gym and they might be leaning forward or their knees moving in or out but you look at the big way the baby mm -hmm. moves and it's just like it's you know but all the way down every yeah, time. yeah, so yeah. it's just like it gets super low but um i just want to get people back moving the way that they should be oh wow interesting what's your input um I think exactly the same. Beyond movement, um, obviously we want to return people to their natural state, if you will, mm -hmm. their full range of motion that, right. that they were born with. Um, but it goes beyond that. We take performance to a new level. We're, we're taking the same principles we use to get people um, rid of, you know, knee pain or hip problems, um, scoliosis and a particular instance and we use that to get athletes better to make james run faster jump higher um improve his condition and so on and so forth so it's a full spectrum from um pain rehab if you will all the way to uh top tier full optimization 
So nice. please go further on that. Like James is Evelyn's boyfriend for those listening, and James is a soccer player, so we've been focusing a lot of sport specific patterns with him. Oh wow! And for example, it's the way society might have messed with his movement patterns is his hamstrings are super tight, mm-hmm. and whether that's come from sitting down, like as he went to school for eight hours a day in middle mm-hmm. school, high school, elementary, and going into college, that's not the way that we were brought up, you know, thousands of years ago. That's true. Not the way our bodies are supposed to move. You know? It's true. So it's like, true. Yeah. The way that society has messed up an elite athlete like James, you know, it's just in the, no mm. offense, but like the, the, the tight <laughs> hamstrings that kind of limits his performance. So yeah. if we can unlock the potential that he has, he can go, you know, from his max speed right now to the treadmill that we have been running at to even more just by getting him a little bit more aware of how to move his body. Well, what made you guys go into that? Because I know like for a lot of people, like personal training is coming up with workout plans and just, you know, giving them to people, but since you guys are really specific about that, what made you think outside of the box and kind of go after more than just here are some workouts and just some generalized um, things? I think that's where I started, honestly. Like when I first started, I got had the bodybuilding mentality of mm-hmm. like, you know, I got in the gym and I want to get big, look good, aesthetic, you know, biceps all day. But, you know, the further that I got into that, the more I realized like, oh man, I can't touch my hands behind my back. Interesting. Joke like the, your biceps are too big and you can't scratch your nose. Like, that's not performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? Like you might look good, but there's no way like he's gonna be able to functional, like functionally move when he's 60, 70. Right. You know? And it's like we should train movement before we train anything else. We should yeah. learn how to move before we should go from there. So like I started off with like the bodybuilding mentality and like as I learned how to move my body better, um, because back in high school I was like one of the most unathletic kids you can you know, play basketball with, like, mm-hmm. super slow. I was um, very um, uncoordinated. You know, I ran with my arms basically straight just because I was never taught how to run. And it's right, like, right, right. Society had messed me up from there. So, ah, um, I see. Like, changing that, um, like, as I got better and more aware of my body, like, that's what I realized. I was like, man, we need to kind of change this. I, I remember, like, the first time I started doing 90-90s, and I know Evelyn is well aware of what yeah, a 90-90 yeah. is. It's a, a hip rotation exercise and it helped build a range of motion through your hips and the more i was able to do that the easier it was to squat for me the easier it was to jump the easier it was to land in from that jump and it's just because like as i was able to build that mind mind to muscle connection doing this slow hip internal and external range of motion the more mind to muscle connection i was making that would further yeah and like as i saw results that's like when i started to change up my the way that i did my routine because like i love the flashy stuff don't get me wrong you yeah. know like, i love jumping throw stuff against the wall but that's not what people should start with you know yeah. it's something that they should build up to so i know you guys you guys came together and stuff so you guys obviously each contribute different things into the brand so can you guys go a little bit more into detail about like what you bring into the brand and what you bring into the brand kind of just coming together and yeah. making each what it is uh, I brought a more, uh, initially I was just business side, the little things like mm-hmm. website development and nice. um, business like, creation, you know, mm-hmm. filing documents and all the boring stuff. Um, beyond that, I took more of a uh, strength approach, I guess. Um, coming, I, I used to compete in physique competitions and stuff like that. So I, I think I had a different perspective from what Daniel was doing. Um Daniel taught me everything I know relative to like movement and stuff. And it yeah. changed my life. I used to have lower back problems, sciatica issues. Um, and I started training jujitsu and MMA and it was really hindering my performance. And when I started listening to him and realizing that my body was not only improving range of motion, but my muscles could withstand more 
uh, force, things like that. Um, I realized the benefit of all this. That's when we started kind of taking off and playing yeah. with it. Yeah. Like, and, and it's like, a, um, Raul, you know, like I have like the training portion of it. Mm. Um, so I'm, you know, I, like I love to go and train clients and like help, you know, like putting people do these exercises. Like it's just love to, I like love to communicate with people like that. And um, I think the way like bringing Raul and his help pushed me to a level to where, um, like I'm not good with the business portion of it, you know. So uh, I'm gonna make a what like I would be so caught up training clients right. that I wouldn't build a website, you know. So we're I feel kind of there, like, hey, it's let's put like websites the together. Yeah, exactly. To, like, the the exactly. Yeah, it's like, like you know, because my thoughts will, you know, like he he helps like gather the thoughts, let's put it down on paper, mm-hmm. let's like start teaching people the same ways because I just get too pumped up about training. <laughs> I'm like, hey, let's get into it, like yeah. you know, like. Um, I would be in the gym all day working out or something rather than doing the stuff I'm supposed to be like. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. He helps kind of bring everything back together. Too. And and I just want to jump in real quick. So that the, that's the cool thing about like with business too. You guys amplify each other's strengths and weaknesses. You know, like on your end, you're more passionate about the fitness side, and then you're, on your end, you're more passionate about like the actual build building an infrastructure behind Vici Performance. Right. Have Have you always been in business, bro? Uh, I used to work in banking and stuff. Okay. I think that kind of gave me a understanding of what business dealings would be like. Interesting. Um, and from there, you I just always wanted to run my own thing. Nice. And I love that, bro, that you guys are putting it together, you know. So I just wanted to point that out because it's, I thought it was really uh, intriguing to see that, you know. So like, what is specific do you do? I know he mentioned like the whole website stuff, but is there anything else besides that that you do? What do you handle on the website? Um... I mean, it's Squarespace at the end of the day, so everything's pretty automated. Mm-hmm. I just put things where they need to be. Um, make sure, troubleshoot things, make sure website's running properly, mm-hmm. um, address emails, um, pay bills. I mean, you know, all the all the little things that right, have to right, be right. taken care of. More administrative. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have anything to add No, I just, I, like I said, I just think it was really interesting, you know. Um, so, I know... <sighs> What, I know one of the things that we mentioned, you know, you guys obviously stand out when it comes down to uh, training people. It's not just a regular gym. Um, just out of curiosity, I know you mentioned already how you guys go about that thing. Um, what, why, why did you guys choose to kind of go in this direction rather than just, uh, you know, go in a particular gym route? Um, so... I mean, I've worked at all the gyms, not all the gyms, but like 24, I've worked at Equal, okay. Orange Theory, you know, I've worked at a lot of like um, group class training, mm-hmm. individual training in big box gyms. I've done personal training, visiting people's houses. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the things that I saw are wrong with group class, uh, way too many people in the in the rooms to, you know, for the trainer to help them. So mm-hmm. it's like, you have a class of 20 to 30 people. There's no way I can help correct your ankle position right, right, right. into a squat. That's way too in depth. So if I can, you know, limit the number of people I have in a, the facility that I have, um, it's going to... Sorry about that. No, you're good. It's going <laughs> to... Is gonna if like limiting it to four people at a time per hour. I'm gonna have the amount of time to and personalization to go and go ah. to each person and work on the small things, you know. So, okay. like, um, and individual training at you know 24 or Equinox, I think they might charge a little bit too much for per session, makes sense, and like for what that individual needs. Now, if you're an elite level athlete working with the Patriots or something like that, you might need that individual or you will need mm. that individual attention. But if you're just trying to get back on your feet and start, you know, getting into the gym again or you're a pretty good uh um like you've been 
playing soccer, like James Dunkel, if you've been mm-hmm. playing soccer your entire life, like you have a better understanding of your body, so I can kind right. of um, get you going with with the group of people that he's good with too. So like I'll put James with you know um, other elite athletes that can keep like uh, nice each other, and then I'll put like a general population, cool. I guess, together. So like it's like I limit per four per hour, so that way each person has like the uh, most attention on them. You know? Nice. There's, there's too much to. Too much to focus on in like within an hour. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that you're putting them together to actually not just it, it kind of strips away from you only having to do everything yourself, mm-hmm. allows people to get involved in and actually engage with the types of exercise that you're putting together, you know. Yep. So I, I fucks with that hard part. That's <laughs> what I love about group classes. Yeah. You're on, like, group classes are great because like mm-hmm. that's what, like you get in the cycle room and everybody you see the teacher up there like, let's get up, let's power. Yeah. So like of course everybody's gonna get excited. Mm-hmm. But when you can create an atmosphere sphere where everybody's excited about improving their like movement versus just how once they can squat on the bar mm. how much, you know they can um you know how high wattage they can put on their bike or something nice you know, like when you can get excited about the small things like that's the atmosphere i want to create mm. you know? so for example like uh one of the a few weeks ago james had one of his buddies in the gym and they were doing a step up right and um James's friend was doing the step up and he was like, oh man, I can't get my balance at the top. And James looks at him, he's like, well, go lighter then, fool. And it's like, well, yeah, man, you got to go lighter, regress the movement a little bit in order to get better at it, you know? So it's right. like, don't just go right into a progressed exercise and get all off balance, like do it right, learn the movement pattern or else. And like, that's the one of the best ways to progress. Mm. So like if you're in a group atmosphere and you're doing burpees, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. not everybody can get down into a position mm-hmm. correctly. I feel, know, so. yeah, it kind of reminds me of like just being in a team in general. General, you know yeah, just being exactly. all together but i know evelyn still has a few questions she wants to ask so yeah so i was just curious like in your opinion what do you guys think separates you from like other gyms i know you said you worked at other gyms as well um and now that you guys have your own type of thing like what do you guys think stands you guys out from everybody else i think focusing on that specific movement pattern um mm. i think it, people might get caught too caught up in like the fun of the exercise or um, they don't have a plan of attack with each client right um they might see something cool on instagram where they might you know um even just doing a regular squat not yeah, yeah, yeah. realize that even their shoulders might be rounded from sitting mm. so long because like again like you if you grew up going went to elementary high school college and you sat down for eight hours a day throughout your entire life mm-hmm. you're probably gonna have some some weaknesses in some certain areas just from that so that absolutely lead into like how you squat so a lot of people don't focus on the collapsed ankles the the immobility in certain places causing um instability in other which is making the, the squat padding for example um weaker if they're, if they're right doing. so um puts us apart uh because again if you have more range of motion throughout all of your joints you're going to be able to function properly of course you know? of course yeah, because I know you like you guys both like joke around a lot about you guys like on social media saying, "Oh, your workouts are stuck in like 2006." And yeah. Okay, so okay, so let me say this because like the strength. Okay, let's look at the college for example. You know, like you walk into a college strength and conditioning room, mm-hmm. um, and all you see is a, a straight line of barbell racks. You know, and it's like not everybody can even squat like under a bar, and like that's like one of the main things behind their mm-hmm. their their system, and it's because that's what we've done for the past you know since the 80s 70s like that's like how true kind of got brought up so right 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 if you want to get bigger that's the idea let's put some weight on a barbell you know and it's yeah. like um i want to change that i want people again like what james was fixing his friend on you know like i want to change kind of the idea behind when you walk into a gym but, mm. 
Um, at the end of the day, the more muscles you recruit, the more weight you can lift, right? Um, most strength and conditioning coaches focus on mechanics, sprinting mechanics, or overall strength, right? Like, can I get your deadlift numbers from 505 mm -hmm. to 550 in four weeks? But it's at the detriment of everything else. If I, if I could have done the 505 with significantly better form at week one, mm -hmm. and at week four, your form could have been worse, but you got the weight up, so it's still a win. It's true. At the end of the day, the mechanic was ruined. You did more detriment to your body because you lifted the weight. Not only is that trauma to your ligaments, bones, all that goodness, but I didn't even teach you anything. Mm -hmm. I just, it's willpower. I you just, just told, got more willpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just told someone to lift more, basically. Exactly. Um, so with all these range of motion mechanics, all these principles, you can feel a progression of i can take you through a row week one and take you through a row movement week four mm -hmm. you have significantly better awareness of your body so that you feel better connection you have a better honestly day one is very difficult for people because it's hard to build those first connections we sit them in 1990s and they don't ah. understand the, the point of it yeah and um the fact that we use cues to explain these things, make them feel muscles they've never felt before. Mm -hmm. All these little things apply to performance in a way that's not being done anywhere else. Okay, that's cool. So, so I, I want to jump in and just like chime in real quick. So you guys, how long have you, have you guys been uh, running Vici Performance? Uh, it's about two years now. Two years. So, so, so you guys have probably gone through a lot of motions of like clients and peep members who encounter similar problems, right? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. What, what, uh, what similar problems do you see that we face or your clients face when it comes down to, you know, you training what you guys do best at? Um, so, for example, if I have in, um, a client that's focused on athletic performance versus general population mm -hmm. that's just trying to lose some weight. Um, at the end of the day, they all went through the same cycle. Most people went through the same cycle growing up, like I was saying, sitting down for long periods okay. of time. So like at the beginning of our workouts, uh, Grawl said that it's very hard for a lot of people to get into right, right, right. sessions because we're putting you in um, movements that are very uncomfortable because the tightness is from sitting down or society has caused those weaknesses. Absolutely. It's like I see a lot of the same things and it doesn't matter if you're in a high level athlete mm -hmm. or a general population. Everybody has around, not everybody, but most people have grounded shoulders, like the Ankle, it's true it's true tight hips the the weak lower back because when yeah, yeah. Down, you put your lumbar in an over um extended position which puts a lot of pressure like on your vertebrae and stuff right right, so right. It's, like, it's a um and you know that's why i see a lot of people like hurting themselves mm. because they have that goal of lifting more weight without actually focusing on fixing the joint mechanics before right and it's, it's this world of social media that like shows you that this is the only way or this is how you build muscle, but that doesn't really show or explain why or what it does to you in the long term. And then we, we get stuck into it. And then, you know, um, yeah, when I learned about that, I actually got a trainer from 24 who kind of taught me more functional and joint movements and stuff like that. So it was an interesting thing to learn that some parts of my body wasn't as strong because like I was so focused on, you know, like. I, I don't know what you would call it. I don't have the terminology you guys have at all, but basically like benches and squats and then my lower back would start hurting. So then I transitioned to a little bit more functional training movements where I'm actually like, 
um, st- standing up, doing a little bit more lunge forms. Uh, I don't know how you guys, what word to even put that in, but basically it was a way to activate different parts of my body to kind of train it differently, you know, versus just like using the weights. So um, that's, that's, that's an interesting thing, you know, I lo- and I love, I love that. I actually got to learn that. That's awesome, man. And like, that's yeah. cool that you said that, like putting you in different positions mm-hmm. because it's a, when you walk into a, a box gym, like what's the first thing you see? Treadmills, machines. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing on a treadmill machine? The same plane of motion that that machine wants you to do. Mm-hmm. So like you're not getting any type of feedback from other parts of your body because mm-hmm. you're only moving through that one plane of motion. True, like, true. The machine is putting me in the only one, like a chest press machine. I can only move that handle forward and back, but I can't push it up and down side to side. Right, 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 right. And I'm missing out on all those little other benefits. You know what I mean? Because whenever you're going to get that in real life, because mm-hmm. again, we should be training for real life situations, not for. Dude. Yeah. That's that's exactly one of uh, the trainers I we interviewed a while back for the same series. You know, it's like we should be training for real life, not yeah. just for specific things. Like, awesome. who knows, right? We might have to run from zombies, right? Yeah, you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So uh, sorry, I didn't know you had some questions. So you want to add uh, on that? Yeah. So I know you. I know, like when I train with you guys, you guys don't really. I mean, you guys incorporate weights and stuff, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's a lot of body stuff rather than let me show you a bunch of stuff, stuff on the squat rack like deadlifting and all that like crazy shit with a bunch of weights um so like how did you guys go about that or you know in in body weight versus having weight it's just a progression or regression I was going to do a body weight squat versus the squat holding the dumbbell in front of me. The dumbbell is just a progression from the regular body weight squat. So, for example, if somebody can't do a squat correctly, I don't want to push them to a point where they're holding weight Mm because it's going to be harder for them to hold those positions. So I want to make it as easy as possible for them to build that mind-to-muscle connections Mm -hmm. in certain areas. So that way, when we progress them, they're doing it more effectively. You know, so it's like you can progress and regress any movement, any movement. And somebody can get it a kettlebell swing. If I want someone mm-hmm. to do a, a burpee, if I like, I'd never put people through burpees because I don't <laughs> see that as a very, you know, like um, performance exercise. But it's like if I was going to break down a burpee, I can, I have to break down a push up first, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have to come down to their hands, come down to the mm-hmm. floor, know how to do a push up before they can even do the jump. So like, let's break down the push up. Let's do exercises like that before we move forward. So if I was going to have somebody do heavyweight with the barbell then let's break down the mechanic before we get to the movement that they're going to be using with the barbell hmm. that's okay. interesting. interesting how about you you're really quiet right now <laughs> uh, at the end of the day everything i know is learned by daniel so we share similar <laughs> ideas okay um but so, sorry to cut you off, bro. I, mean, I was actually—I I meant to ask this earlier, but I guess it just flew my mind because I was messing with this uh, technical stuff. <laughs> but um, I, I, have you always been like in, in training as well, or? Yes, or we met. I used to be—I started as a trainer. I graduated okay. high school. We worked at Twenty Four Hour Fitness together. Oh. Um, we were both personal trainers. That's cool. Um, when I turned like nineteen or so, I started taking the banking route. Okay. I did like investments and stuff like nice. that. Nice. And. 12 months ago, more or less, I quit my job. Nice. And took YouTube but, but, I, but it's just dope that you still had that sense of passion. And now you guys have turned into something that's like serving in a bigger industry and just community in general, you know, which is exciting, you know? So, yeah. And, and the, when you're all says, you know, he's learned everything from me. Mm-hmm. I think I've learned more from 
him knowing as much as I did, you know, like hmm. we bounce ideas off of each other. That's so, dope. Like, That's dope. Built up to a point, you know, to where like he knows as much as I do. Yeah, so yeah. I always hear you guys like debating and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> that's how we get strong, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's that's. And it's tough too because it's like we got the business bud heading, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends too, we're roommates, so it's kind of like yeah. a, a you know hard dynamic. Different relationships. Yeah. You gotta like yeah. identify. Okay, what are we talking as right now? Yeah. Or yeah. partners or roommates or friends? I feel you, man. I feel you. Dude, I feel you. I feel that. That is an interesting. That's dope, man. It's dope to see. How old are you guys? I'm sorry. Um, I'm actually about to turn 24. 24? 23. 23. Okay, so wow. So we're actually about to see. I'm actually about to be the oldest one in this room i guess <laughs> that's interesting but it's dope that you guys are you know have started this thing and you guys are coming out really strong so you know uh but i know evelyn saw some questions you, i just like you you said you started beachy two years ago and you said you jumped on beachy about a year ago so we started beachy right. together um and then a year ago i quit my job to oh go full-time nice oh so I was okay so you guys started while. together and then you were still doing another job but you decided okay let me yeah invest so, more into, exactly. into nice that's yeah, cool and, and it's actually like uh we, i i was working at other places too while we we're building beachy it was mm -hmm. like our you know beachy was the business and i had side hustles on top of it okay just had to grow dude i feel you that's actually like uh nice so where you know i think people are seeing the benefits from so so it's cool. been the journey and like growing your brand and stuff or how did how did you guys manage to get to where you are now i know you guys are still growing but you yeah. guys are pretty well off with this brand that you guys quit your jobs and yeah. invested in this fully so how was that Honestly, like it still feels like we haven't gone anywhere. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like looking back to where we were. Like it's like, oh, we still have so far to go. You know, it's like, dude, uh, I like, feel. Because <laughs> when you walk into it again, when you walk into a high school, what do you see? Squatter X. One, mm -hmm. when Beachy grows to a point, you're not gonna see that. That's you know? true. That's so yeah. like, uh, we gotta change the, the ideas behind people's thinking. Of mm -hmm. people's so it's like, uh, it's definitely patience, a lot for mm -hmm. sure. So where do you guys see this brand in like the long run? Or what was what's the long like long-run goal for this brand i know you see you say that you feel like you haven't gotten anywhere so what's the goal i think gone somewhere so yeah. i mean We've gotten results right <laughs> we want lebron james you know we want zion williamson mm, nice nice tomorrow but, nice um beyond just training the best athletes in the world and opening a gym and and you know making impacts in people's lives we want to Dan always talks about reforming like the PE system, you know, like actually teaching kids functionality um, in a way that actually keeps them in shape. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? We have like the like, highest obesity yeah. rate in the world. Mm -hmm. Rather than throwing them like, oh, here, like run a mile in this certain time, if not, you don't pass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you make them exactly. do like this yeah. entire like general type thing for everybody and not everybody's going to be at that like yeah, level or 100 percent. yeah there's, i have clients that are in high school right now that have the same mobility as a 60 year old client you know and it's like the fact that they can't touch their toes is a big deal and the yeah fact that they're testing they can't touch their toes is a big deal mm -hmm. because now they're just manipulating their body in bad positions in order to touch their toes and not yeah. in the correct way so like they're putting their lumbar in a overextended position again just mm -hmm. to touch their toes they're not doing it with proper hamstring flexibility mm -hmm. you know so it's like there's uh compounding yeah. mm -hmm. so it's it's it's, it's a lot we got to change with that for sure yeah and what, what i'm hearing a lot you know when it comes down to functional training and movements like this where it's more specified and trying to actually identify parts of your muscles that's supposed to move is sustainability 
you know, creating that sense of like, hey, can you take this when you're older? Not just like, not just get a workout because obviously you can't work out the same way. And if you do, I'm sure you have to compensate for different motions. Like if you're going to be squatting multiple pounds, you know, as you get older, you have to find a way to actually make sure your body's in shape for that, right? 100%. Yeah. The same way we keep a old 80-year-old client without knee pain is the same mm -hmm. way we keep um james without acl tears you nice see? it's all the same mechanics. basics it's right all the same exactly so if i can fix a 80 year old i can fix a 20 year old you know what i'm saying and it's all through the same principles mm -hmm. which makes it also easy yeah and uh yeah at the end of the day that's all that matters is longevity sustainability right, right, right. can you still work out when you're 70 mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. right so so i'm that's 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 what i like about the whole functional part you know and i'm actually, I'm actually curious now that we brought this apart this is this isn't something that that is brought up in social media and i, I want to hear from you guys what do you guys think of all the you know posts on social media that tells you like oh this is how you should do those squats and you should do the deadlifts and stuff like that like what's what's your thoughts on just overall on the social media of the fitness side of it it's very difficult like you know a good trainer when you ask him a question mm -hmm. the first answer is they say it depends because it depends man uh -huh. it, it's like if i like if they put stuff out on social media it's like this is how you fix lower back pain mm -hmm. and it might help for certain people right, right, but right it's not very specific to them but then again they might not know that their hips are tight in certain ways mm -hmm. you know like there's certain like positions that they might have not full range of motion you know and, like they might not know that it's coming from the connected joint you know like so if uh, I have tight hips and tight ankles, then the connected joint between that is the knee. So mm. now my knee is going to be unstable because it's finding stability through my hip and mm. ankle. You know? So like now I'm going to get ACL tears and that kind of stuff. Uh. So it's like, um, like trying to, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> it will, we can come back to it. Yeah. I think beyond that, um, it's all this aesthetic. Thing. we see Evelyn sees it now because we've taught her well. yeah um, oh yeah she's improved so much <laughs> the flaws in your videos you know what I mean you have yeah. rounded shoulders you have a rounded back when you squat all these little things not only is it a detriment to your joints knees and stuff like that but it's also affecting your aesthetics your physique like mm -hmm. your rounded shoulders means your chest is smaller than it should be now you have an imbalance in your physique now you're insecure about your chest <laughs> the fact that you don't drive your knees past your toes when you're squat Ooh. is the reason you have small calves mm -hmm. you're not it's not genetic nobody you, oh my dad has small calves he doesn't squat with his knees past his toes either you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we learn the same way we learn to talk we learn to walk mm. you learn from your the adults around you so if i have if my dad walks duck footed with his toes out and that's my first example of how people are supposed to walk right i'm gonna learn to walk duck footed with my toes mm -hmm. it's this like it's almost passed down it's not necessarily genetic but it is passed down mm -hmm. you know what i mean right um and it's that education because if I teach, if I taught Evelyn how to walk, you know what I mean? We taught Evelyn how to walk. And now <laughs> her kids are going to know how to walk. You know what I mean? And that's one avenue that we fixed. And I think she's going to take the knowledge. James is going to take the knowledge and teach people along the way. And that's what we see in the gym when James fixes his buddies. Nice. You know I mean? and it's a... Uh, we're changing the culture within people mm. so that they can go and spread and more take information, it. right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Do you think um 
how you mentioned about genetics. Do you think genetics play any part in people's physiques when it comes to the gym, or how absolutely? Far you, yeah. Um, there's there's factors like bone density that can you know what I mean, height, weight, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Metabolism. Right? Exactly. Hormone imbalances, huh. things like that. How much? How much hormone? You know what I mean, relative to other hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, but the majority, <clears throat> I think, we give too much credit to. Genetics. Genetics. Mm -hmm. it's an easy I've seen them, you know? exactly. I've seen my body transform multiple times. Like, okay. I've seen other people's bodies transform. Can you can you dive a little more deeper into that? Like give an example. Uh, yeah, it was like a in a bodybuilding and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so I used to focus on like bicep stuff and like I think I look better now than I did when I was mm -hmm. focusing on all these. Like, right, right, right. And I've gone like after I did physique competitions for a while i stopped training i got like obese you know what i mean i was like 220 pounds oh shit and in like 12 months i fixed all that it's not yeah, yeah we're not set on these things all our if i the skeleton of somebody that's 400 pounds and the skeleton of evelyn are the same one might be longer than the other but we're still the same individual mm -hmm. you might have uh differences in hormones you know your thyroid could be affected that's why you hold on to more body weight things right. like that but you weren't born fat so that's yeah. not genetic you know what i mean yeah and and when i was in high school too like i played all the sports you know basketball um track i ran pole vault uh, football i didn't i'm not was like i said i wasn't the best in it yeah, yeah. i didn't know how to use my body but um after practices like my ankles would hurt my i'd get super bad shin splints and ah. um, growing up my doctors would tell me that i need orthotics for my feet and what happens when you put orthotics in your shoe is it's giving you support on your arch where um what i didn't know this you stability through your ankle and like i manipulated um my ankle to where i don't need orthotics and i built this ah. to be able to stabilize my foot so that's taking away the shin splints that i'm getting that's taking away the agitating pain that i'm getting in my ankle joint it's because my joint was in an improper motion but i like to interesting tell people, like everybody's body is a ferrari if you're going down the highway 100 miles per hour and your front left wheel is slightly turned in mm -hmm. you drive 20 miles with that front left wheel turn in, it's going to blow out right? ah. so if you're squatting and your ankles are collapsed and you squat a hundred times with that ankle clip, right, right. Hundred, like your lifetime with that ankle clip, yeah, yeah, yeah. wearing tear every single uh, time you get that rep. I see, I see. Whether that you know that um, ankle collapse causes your knees to go inward, um, that's putting pressure on that knee joint. Whether that blows out now or five years from now, mm -hmm. depends on how much load you have. Mm -hmm. depends on like what weird step you might go into. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I fixed my the collapse in my ankles by the manipulations by strengthening yeah it's helping yeah. me for sure i noticed like i'll be standing and like i noticed like before you guys said my ankles were really collapsed mm -hmm. and i would notice my feet would always be like in like yep. this yep. and then like i'll look randomly down and they're like fixed like i'm putting <laughs> yeah, all the exactly. way on the sides of yep. my feet i have this tripod yep. foot that you guys taught exactly. me so and the majority of people that i have flat feet just have a severe ankle collapse mm -hmm. like, people get surgery for these things like you can't even join the military if you have flat feet. And mm -hmm. Daniel fixed it. Oh, wow. The orthotics. Working stuff. on it. Yeah. That's know? pretty dope, man. That's yeah. pretty dope. The orthotic yeah. is a band-aid. I tell people that all the time, though. Like, if you foam roll, if you, you know, use a thyroid gun, mm -hmm. that, those are band-aids to the problem. It might feel good for a little bit. That orthotic might create that false support, that extra um, support you're buying in those $200 pair of shoes. It might help, but it's not fixing the problem. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I feel you. And you go run again, you're running 
on your heel. It's like a temporary thing. So yeah, until yeah, you yeah, fix yeah, your yeah, actual yeah. movement of your yes. body and how you you utilize it, then that's when you begin to solve, right? So, which brings me to a question. I used to do track. Yeah. I get shin splints like hell, bro. I hated it. <laughs> and I always thought it was just like my shoe or the track or, so what you're telling me right now, it was the way I was running and also the way I was training. So let's, 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 let's talk about it. How, how could I have just, you know, resolved that? Um, so if you're running track and you're getting shin splints, the mm -hmm. first thing that I would do is have you take your shoes off and I okay. would the way that you would stand. So uh -huh. if you stand with an ankle collapse and your, you know, your big toe is going, uh, you know, over your index toe, that's a problem. Like you should be able to move your toes around individually, Dude. You move your ankle around individually. If, uh, that's so key. Um, and even then, like if you're only doing track, are you doing the actual mobility work that it takes? Uh, you're putting yourself in a lot of high impact situations. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. I track. did. Yep, and it's, it's, it's every it's don't it's every sport, man. Like a basketball, track, football, you're putting yourself in a lot of high impact situations. I see. So you got to be able to train the deceleration component of that. Too. Mm. So if you want to run 100 miles per hour, you better be able to control yourself and slow yourself down. Ah, because I I did I actually always took off really fast. I had a really you know I think my 100 PR was 11. Uh, three probably could have been higher before I pulled a hamstring or something. But that what you mentioned, deacceleration, just even just like thinking about that. Oh my gosh, like hold on a minute. I never thought about that. You always think of just like building up speed, but you don't think about slowing down properly. What's oh my gosh. Muscle? Dude, maybe that's why I pulled it. Yeah. And then my coach never actually coached me on it. At the All right, prom. Back on the uh <laughs> the heels or sorry the uh shin splints mm -hmm. um shin splints are just caused by trauma so every time your heel hits the ground the more velocity the more repetitions that's what causes these stress fractures oh. your tibia your fibula so um most people run heel first which is why they get shin splints mm -hmm. and then they think that the way to fix that is just getting thicker soles um the other thing could just be weakness in your ankle. So even though you're landing toe first, when your heel comes right before it's supposed to stop, mm. it's still hitting the ground and that compounds over every Eesh. step. Um, I see. Putting so in that weight. Ankle collapses. It's all these things. It's the same root cause that stems to all these wow. problems that we see. It's like the same five things, dude. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like there, kind of grasping it, you know. But like I, 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 I see the concept, you know. You got to pull up something. No, I'm so down. I'm talking about it too. Well, I don't do track anymore, you know. I'm actually looking to get into more, uh, some self defense. You know, like I, I want to, yeah, dude, dude, perfect. You know, I'd be down to look into it as well. You know, but uh, do you have any questions? Curious. I remember you told me, um. You went to a bodybuilding competition? I did, yes. But you said you didn't go through like the whole like um, weightlifting route. You did more bodyweight workouts. Um, yeah. Calisthenics? So yeah. What was the purpose of that? Um, so the whole reason I uh, decided to do that competition is because I wanted to first off like challenge myself and you know, try to get to that point where I'm shredded knowing I can actually do that, you know, okay. like have that motivation for myself and other people. Mm -hmm. Second off, I really wanted to prove to people that you don't need to go the regular route in order to get to that point. You don't need to go the barbell chest press, do all the normal exercises you see in the gym and get to that point. I wanted to show people you can still work on your mobility, you can still work on your performance, handstands, jumping high, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, and still look as shredded as those guys. Right. And that's what I did. So all I did was nice. kettlebells. 
Um, yeah, you're pretty jacked, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. But, you know, it's been like, I've been training for like eight years. It takes a long I time. Feels. You know, so dedication after that. Dude. But it's like, I used kettlebells, uh, resistance bands, body weights, and cables. I never touched a uh, dumbbell or a barbell through that entire process, besides a landmine. Okay. Set up how, how long did you do that? Um, 10 week, 11 week process. 11 week process. Yeah. I, uh, I went to a process where I was trying to learn muscle ups. Mm -hmm. I did the calisthenics for two months. Nice, there you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go. I still know how to do it, you know, nice. but like, obviously if I want to be able to maintain the repetition and the amount of reps I can do, uh, I need to like perf perfect more, but I went back on the training, but just like having this conversation makes me like, man, maybe I shouldn't keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, and it's like everybody has a goal, yeah. right? Like, and it's just like getting to that goal, the safest route possible. It's true. Like, it's true. It's true. Power lifters. Like we have somebody that wants to, you know, deadlift 400 pounds, mm -hmm. easy, you know, and I want to get them to yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. Like, just because he wants to deadlift doesn't mean you should never touch a barbell. Yeah. You know, like I, I, you know, me and I'll talk about this all the time. Like I almost look at the barbell as like a bad thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's just a progression. We need to regress it so true, we can true. use the barbell correctly. So nice. if, want, if it's more specific, somebody wants to lift you know 400 pounds easily off of the ground like we can train that way that's not a problem it's just doing it safely you know mm -hmm. like nice. you can learn how to hinge cre correctly before um we go further you know and squat correctly because when you have the barbell on your back most of the time it's a, a combination of a squat and a hinge that's mm -hmm. why they're able to push so much weight off the ground is because they're combining so many muscles at one time in order to produce that much force to get up so, right right but like we got to make sure that we have everything aligned as we produce that much force okay know? Hmm. Good explanation. I'm just curious. Since I started training with you guys, what have what what's been the difference with me personally? Like, because I know I'm into a lot of the how I told you guys more a lot into the powerlifting type stuff, like deadlifts, squats, trying to get my numbers up high. I know I showed you, you know, how I did my deadlifts, my squats, and stuff. So, what would you guys say personally? Um, um I mean, been different for I me? think you had already said it when you look down at your feet and you face your ankle claps on mm. your own. You know, like that's that's one of the big things right there. Like the fact that you're making those mind and muscle connections right now, mm -hmm. that's going to benefit you 10 years from now down the road. You know, so it's like you're fixing those things, those small mm -hmm. adjustments now. But um, I mean, you're building more body awareness. Your your performance is increasing. Like, like the way that you move in the gym, like hopping off of one leg to another or uh -huh. jumping up onto a box, you're doing it more uh uh, smoothly flowed with it you know like mm -hmm. that deceleration we're talking about like not a lot of people have that at the beginning mm -hmm. they're getting more into what something i call it the flow state where it's like more controlled for you so yes you know, i mean do you say anything else that, that core core, core. Yeah, oh yeah um, <laughs> we used to do like yeah i would just yeah just like well. let it all hang yeah. out like i'd be squatting and everything is just yeah. like out. so now uh, i know how yeah. to like tuck my core which is like the most important thing yeah. you know and that's going to be the biggest factor when mm -hmm. you go back and squat nice nice and good job good job yeah. evelyn <laughs> so what are you guys training styles now like when you guys just train on your own what would you guys say you guys go after what's your training um, styles I mean, I do the same stuff I put my clients through. At the end of the day, it's mm -hmm. all, I ha I write programs for my clients and cool. to make it easy for myself, I just go do what they do because it's hard. Mm -hmm. paper, you know what I mean? So nice. it's like, it's still benefiting me. They might have different goals for me, but like right now, I don't really have goals. It's more of like a maintenance stage for okay. me because like I'm trying to build a business as much as I can. So I'm, to be clear, I'm slacking on my working out, oh. but it's because I'm trying to build beaches as much mm -hmm. as possible right now. 
yeah. but that doesn't mean I'm not but you find out. a way to kind of exactly. like maintain yeah. you know so exactly. and with that being said I, I know i looked at your guys website you guys also offer online coaching mm -hmm. how, how does that work for you know for anybody listening that might be interested so what i have is vici plus it's an online program um you get new workouts every single week so um it's never going to be the exact same um sequence mm -hmm. of exercises i want to try to switch it up as much as possible so you're always trying to make a new connection okay that's what it's all about right like trying to uh, yeah. move your body in as many different ways as you can so you can um, learn each position so what i do in nice. online coaching is i send out workouts every week i give you guys like a um, a shopping list that you can go through stuff that i like to eat i want to i want to get better on nutrition but that's a different topic okay um, but with vici plus like um you're getting new workouts every week how to foam roll when to foam roll mm -hmm. regeneration with it like what corrective exercises you should be doing mm -hmm. um the corrective exercises would be stuff for like the collapsed ankles the hip weakness and nice. stuff like that and then um then we get into your um strength component mm -hmm. right now i'm doing something called the home body workout because the quarantine and everything mm -hmm. that's a great idea and so like nice I'm, I'm sending all my clients out like uh home workouts okay. since they have a home gym but it's like body weight resistance bands and you know you get a mixture of the foam rolling um movement strength and cardio that's pretty awesome, man. That's, that's that's awesome. So if you guys are listening, you know, interested in getting some little, uh, also question before I say that, um, do you guys also give feedback through the online training? Like, do you guys have some way of communicating if they have any questions oh, or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, like, so every, we uh, do a bi-weekly check-in too. So like okay. um, every two weeks, we try to get some type of feedback from them. Nice. On, like how we can improve it for them. Right, like, right, right, right. Exercises they might like, what exercises they don't like. Mm. Stuff, just so we can help. Because I want to make it, you know, uh, all this, although I say like it's very important on form, I still want you to enjoy the process, you know. Like, okay. You true, like, true. completely hate that training, like I'll switch it up for you. Yeah, we're just talking about that, yeah, you know. Exactly. Don't do a training where it's like not authentic with you, you know. Exactly. Do yeah. something that's that. Especially making it fun. So great, yeah. great plan, you know. But we're reaching a couple of other points. Um, I know um, with this thing, you guys kind of already mentioned what you guys have or what you guys are looking forward to with, with Vici, like some of the celebrities or just top athletes out there you guys want to work with. But I, I just, I'm just curious, you know, what what's your vision, you know, with Vici right now? Like, what are you seeing? Uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Right now, let's see. Looking forward to. Um Getting a gym is my next step. I mean, like, if, okay. if I'm looking just like, like, uh, up ahead next few years or something, like, I, I'm at a facility right now, but I'm not okay. a competitive contractor running mm -hmm. performance. Nice. And um, I want to have my own facility to be able to, you know, get to build more facilities for people to work out of. And because what I'm doing, like I was telling you earlier, I have Vici Pro, which is um, a group. Uh, it's a uh, my personal training. It's nice. Maximizing four people per hour. Okay. And I want to be able to have a studio where you know um, I have different trainers in that studio that are running the Vici system and taking mm. all the clients through that four people per hour kind of yeah. thing. So it's all dependent on the client, but like the the programming is all dependent on the client. But um, I want to be able to just have more gyms and you know just pump out the Vici system as much as I can. Nice. I mean, even on the way here, me and. Uh, role we're figuring out ways on like how to put the beachy system on paper so that we oh, okay. can teach other trainers you know like everyone's always asking questions and it's like um like as i'm as answering those questions i should be writing it down because that's not the last time somebody's gonna ask that true question, true you know? true so, true like, we're just trying to put it together to teach 
I want mm-hmm. as many people to know as possible. That's awesome. You know, like that's so that way the PE changes so that way we're not just running miles. So I want um, workplaces to change. We need to be able to move and not sit down when you're at work all day. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, and we need Dang, to look at that. Yeah, dude. Like living the fun. Yeah, exactly. Living performance for, for sure. <laughs> that's it. Like we got to change the mindset of how we've lived the past hundred or fifty years or so. You know? Love it. Love so it. So, what are you looking to add into another trainer? Uh, when you're ready, <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's growing. So I mean, soon you know, let's get yeah. it. Let's, okay. let's put a cool. Cool. on paper and let's let's learn. I know Evelyn's also excited to become a fitness trainer as well in the future. Uh, she's killing. I mean, like from yeah. what I hear with like her clientele and stuff that she has, like mm. you know, like she's doing yeah, well with her getting a lot of results. It, you know? Yeah, um, cool. And it's awesome so far. So. Awesome. So for uh, anybody listening, uh, do you guys have anything you just want, want to add on or anyone listening? Last messages. Um, I mean, just uh, if you don't know what 9090s are, shoot me a message. <laughs> Dan Athletics on Instagram. Um, okay. Cool. That was the next second question. Let's, let's change your life. Let's get you moving around. Awesome. And then uh, for any for anybody listening, where can you be found? And also as well as VG Performance. Gotcha. You know? So um, I have a vgperf.com is my website if you guys want to get on there and see what we're all created you know but, uh, <laughs> after that like dan athletics is my instagram handle um and you guys can shoot me a message on there so okay or, or go to the website and we can you can uh make a, a login and we can reach out to you that way as well nice how about you i am raul ryan <laughs> may on instagram um vgperf at vgperf instagram there we go. VITIPerf.com. <laughs> I need to follow you, bro. <laughs> I already followed Beachy Perf. Um, don't heel strike. Grow your caps. <laughs> Beachy Performance Center coming soon. Awesome. Don't be a bro. Yeah, don't be a bro. Cool, man. Well, <laughs> it, was a, it was a pleasure having you guys here, you know, especially topping in that topics, you know, that most uh, fitness industries don't talk about, or at least, you know, in the broad spectrum. So uh, yeah, thanks. I appreciate you having us on. Absolutely, man. Oh yeah, thanks, man. I'm looking forward. You know, this is a uh, next. You guys are basically extended to what what I call like the voice community. So people who I work with, or just people I invite, you know, try to extend their relationship, or if they need anything from me. So you know, you guys will be considered part of that. But uh, for anybody listening, thanks for tuning in. I think this is our last episode for the Active Wellness series. So once this is out, you know, people will get a bunch of content. But for anybody listening in, uh, thanks again. This is On the Go Voice. Hi. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good stuff, guys.